Welcome to episode 6 of the Ilkley Lockdown podcast. I'm Ian Smith. In each episode, I'll be talking to a different person from in or around Ilkley, asking them about how the COVID-19 crisis has changed the world for them and finding out how they're dealing with the challenges it has brought. In this episode, I talk to Louise Elliott, who manages software delivery teams. As her colleagues are largely based in London, she's been working remotely from them for a while now. However, under lockdown, the whole team is remote too. She tells us what they've all learned and what they'll be continuing with after the lockdown ends. Enough from me. Here's my conversation with Louise. So Louise, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I normally start off for the benefit of people listening with uh, the, the simplest question or pair of questions, I suppose. Who are you and what do you do? My name's Louise Elliott and I work as a manager in the software industry. Fabulous. So I guess that prior to all of the uh, restrictions that we now have in place, that was a pretty face to face kind of thing. Or have you been in the sort of tech industry remote working world? Um, So a bit of both, really. I I started a new job in February and most of those people are based in London and I'm not. I'm obviously, I live in Ilkley and whilst I do travel to London sometimes, my office is actually in Leeds. So although I do travel into the office most days, I actually don't see anybody I work with when I'm in the office. Oh, right. So most of my work with them is already remote on things like Skype and Teams and other collaboration tools. And and I work from home normally about one day a week. Okay. So in the current sort of environment that's shifted up a bit in in terms of the division of work yeah so I'm working from home completely now and you would think that that's sort of normal not that different yeah I'm just not traveling into Leeds Um, but it is different for a couple of reasons one is my husband is also working from home and we only have one space to work from home Uh and we've had to go out and buy a whole new desk, set it up. So I now have my whole work set up in my bedroom, which isn't necessarily ideal, but it does mean that we're not in each other's faces all day whilst we're both trying to work. And also, I think the communications at work is really different now. So because most people were all in one place, but were in London, those people not based in London got a different level of communication, uh, were able to see recordings of uh, presentations that have been made, things like that, but weren't always able to get quite the same experience. But now everybody's remote. So all of those sorts of things are being done on Teams or Skype and everybody actually gets the same experience. It's been really quite interesting. Yeah, I, I have read a lot of stuff recently about running remote workshops and one of the pieces of advice I've seen consistently uh, through from different sources has been have everybody remote or everybody in the same place. But if you do a kind of split, you've got a much more difficult problem, especially if it's very asymmetrical and there's one person remote and everybody else in the same place. That that's, can be very difficult. Yeah, and um, it's actually quite interesting to me how much value you get from Uh, some of these tools over and above the being able to see the person speaking but also when you've got a lot of people on a call the ability to have a conversation typing whilst 
people are speaking and communicating and talking about things so you can ask questions without interrupting but also people will answer other people's questions and it's not even the person speaking who's answering it's just it's it gives a much broader way of communicating and over and above and better than actually everybody in a single room it's quite interesting that's certainly very interesting and I think uh, um, I'm going to ask you later about um, things that you hope will be continued after the uh, after the restrictions are relaxed uh, but we can we can get to that but it seems like that might be a, a good a good candidate for that definitely from the current situation and your experience of that is there any particular thing that you feel you've uh, learned or any sort of top tips for remote working you might be able to share Mm. I think one of the mistakes that I made was not moving enough. So even though I work from Leeds um, or, or from home and I'm not in the office every day in London, so I'm already remote to some extent, I'm still walking. So when I'm in the Leeds office, I'm often walking into meeting rooms to have a meeting. Um, I'm still walking around, whereas working from home, I'm not. I tend to have meetings to back to back to back I'm not getting up I'm not moving enough and I'm finding myself far more achy far stiffer than I would normally be so this last week in particular I've been making a real effort to get up even sometimes drawing meetings move around a bit Um, even if I only get quarter of an hour for lunch which happens I'll pop out the back and I'll go and feed the ducks on the moor or something like that which I can do within a 15 minute out and back (laughs) and that's lovely and I never actually get the chance to do that normally because normally I'm in Leeds and I'm working so actually there's some benefits from it but I've had to really make an effort to do that. If there was something about the changes that have happened because of the uh, the COVID-19 restrictions and the lockdown um, that you could preserve and keep as uh, as as business as usual after the restrictions are relaxed. What what would that be? It, the communications when there are mass communications, being able to do that in a way that's equalising for everybody. Um, and I've discussed that with the other managers in my area, and we've all decided that that definitely will be staying afterwards. There's there's a bit more camaraderie at the moment. One of the things I don't like is that when you are out and walking around, people don't look at each other anymore. You walk past somebody on the street and not only are you trying to socially distance, but people are averting their eyes as well. And I think that's a real shame. I think it must be very lonely for people who live on their own and are going out. And the other day I was uh, walking to go to the shop and I sort of looked up and I saw a woman looking out of her window in a flat and I just waved at her and she waved back and that was so lovely I think you know there's a real camaraderie that has come but but along with it has come a a real isolation and it is physical distancing but it doesn't have to be social distancing and there are some aspects of that where it feels, you know, everyone's in it together. People are working on things together. There's a shared thing, which I wouldn't want to lose. Hmm. But, you know, it's almost like 
the British politeness is mixing with the social distancing and you're not getting that even visual or or you pass somebody on a path as people are walking, you know, yes, you keep your distance. There's not the hello that there might have been when you're out walking in the countryside. That type of thing, I think it's a shame and I'm looking forward to getting back to that. But there is a camaraderie that comes as well. It's, it's a bit of a weird mixture. If anyone's listening and you see Louise uh, out on a walk, <laughs> then be sure to say hello to her. <laughs> so last question, when this moves on a bit and the restrictions are able to be relaxed, what thing is it that you would like to do straight away that they've been preventing you from doing? Mm. What are you going to go out and do that thing straight away when you're allowed again? Well, I'm super cool, as I'm sure you know, Ian. I've always said so. Exactly. I do all sorts of super cool things. So um, the one thing that I would, well, there's there's two things. I'm going to choose two because if there's one thing I am, I'm a rule breaker as well. You rebel, you. So, <laughs> um, so the first thing is I want to go back to the bridge club and play bridge. Oh. Yes, indeed. I live about five minutes walk from the bridge club and uh, I really enjoy that. So I would love to be able to go back and do that again. Also, I want to go back to La Stazione and have a coffee. Oh, how lovely. I am missing being able to do that. I think a lot of people are right with you on that. Although whether I will do it immediately depends quite how comfortable I feel yes. with, with, the, with the lifting of the restrictions and where we are at that point. But that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they'll have a special kind of uh, mask with a straw hole. <laughs> Could drink your coffee through a straw. Well, let's hope, Ian. <laughs> if so, maybe <laughs> you and I can meet in there for a coffee at some point with our suitable masks on. Yes, that would be amazing. I'd love to do that. <laughs> it's a date. Um, <laughs> Louise, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know how busy you are. So um, I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you. I really appreciate the chance. Thanks again to Louise. In the notes for the episode, you'll be able to find more information about some of what we discussed, including some links. In our next episode, I'll be talking to... Well, I don't know yet. Um, A surprise guest who will have lots of interesting things to say. The best way not to miss out on this and future episodes is to download the Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts app on your phone, search for Ilkley Lockdown and hit the subscribe button. Thanks very much and bye for now.